Hailing frequencies open, and welcome to Star Trek Discoverage, the live podcast that boldly goes into excruciating detail about this week's episode of Star Trek Lower Decks. I'm your host, Aaron Coker, a.k.a. Caliban, and depending on the nature of your business, Clinically Obscene is either a one-star or a five-star Yelp review. Joining me on the show, as usual, is my co-host. She's also the co-host of the Generations Geek podcast, a more or less family-friendly celebration of geekdom. It's Ella Pearson. Ella, welcome back to Discoverage. Thank you. Ella, I'm at, I don't really need it, but I'm at that point where I just realized I have no idea where my phone is, and we're, we're starting a show, <laughs> a live show, so we're going to push on. Uh, who needs a phone? <laughs> who needs a phone in the seventh week of 23 Weeks of Trek? <laughs> Every time we start, I turn and I hawk mine onto my bed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it can't distract me. Where we're going, we don't need phones. An incredibly good tactic. Yeah. Yeah. I think I hucked mine a little too far. Uh, also joining us on the show tonight, she's also the host of the Sailor Noob podcast and the co-host of the Just Enough Trope podcast. She's a frequent enterprising individuals and Discoverage guest returning tonight. It's Mika and Hana. Mika, welcome back to Discoverage. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It is great to have you back. And what I want to know is, how is it going on Sailor Noob? Not Sailor Moon, Sailor Noob. <laughs> uh, it's good. Yeah. Um, the... Uh... Second to last episode just came out, I think, last week of the first season. So uh, the last episode of the first season of Sailor Moon, of Sailor Noob, I'm, I'm confusing myself, uh, <laughs> will be coming out this week. So that's exciting. Um, Making up is your business and business is good. Yes. Yes. Uh, it's it's uh, it's really exciting. Um, if people aren't it, familiar. It, oh, yeah. sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. I will. Uh, if people aren't familiar with Sailor Moon, maybe they don't know uh, the structure of the show and the way that it's ostensibly a 200-episode series, but is broken down into sort of different sections that have their own titles. Yes, there are uh, five different uh, seasons, and they all have all the seasons have their own names. So, and if you weren't a fan of Sailor Moon, I wouldn't expect you to know that. Um. <laughs> but if you, even if you're not a fan of Sailor Moon, this show might still interest you. Oh, yeah, I think so. Um, we talk a lot about uh, Japanese culture on the show. Um, we, um, like, we try to talk about something that is uh, present in the episode. Sometimes we get a little creative with that. Um for example, um, one episode we talked about the uh, Japanese economic bubble crisis and Ferris wheels, and <laughs> and it's because uh, naturally, one of the, right? Uh, in that episode, uh, Sailor Mercury, who's one of the Sailor Scouts, her her power is water and it's fixing bubbles. economies, fixing right. post-war economies, <laughs> fixing economies that are uh, in. in terrible shambles uh and they're fixed um and and, right right and then in that episode her and the guy that she kind of has a crush on um they there there's a ferris wheel in the episode and uh i guess spoilers for a show that came out in the 90s at the end of it they actually ride on it and have kind of a sweet date so uh but ferris wheels were like actually super popular to uh, make in like the the 90s in to build in the 90s in Japan and they were always like um, kind of trying to build the tallest 
uh, Ferris wheel, and like the next one is even taller, and the next one is even taller. So <laughs> it's a wheel race, right? I mean, I exactly. guess all most races are wheel races, but you get my point. <laughs> yes. Well, if, so, people, yeah. if people want to check out the show, where can they go? Uh, yeah, um, we are uh, on Facebook at Sailor Noob and on Twitter and Instagram at Noob underscore Sailor. All right. Well, it's great to have you back. Uh, before we get started tonight, I wanted to talk really quick about a news item that came out recently. Uh, we all know that uh, we're all waiting for a, a Star Trek Four film, and there's been a lot of... A lot of uh, wrestling with uh, stars and with uh, directors and with scripts trying to get to a point where we can do one of these things. I think the last best hope that we had was uh, Noah Hawley, guy who is a uh, TV producer and writer, um, had been rumored to be working on something. And then it was canceled after the uh, Viacom-CBS merger, and we didn't know much about it, but he just did an interview if with... you... Are you going to tell me... Oh, I'm sorry. What I think you're about to say? Are you <laughs> are you over anticipating? I'm lose it. <laughs> well, don't <laughs> don't lose it all the way. Uh, we we he just did an art, uh, an interview with Variety, I believe, and talked about how uh, it's not 100 percent dead, mostly because it the, the script was finished. They were all done. They had everything they needed. Um, it was not going to star, you know, Hemsworth or Pine or any of those Chris's. So they were ready to go forward on that. And they were getting to the point where they were ready to do design and sort of uh, create the look of the show. And so he said that um, it is he's been told by I can't remember her name, but the new uh, lady that's in charge of Paramount Films that it's in stasis. Now, this doesn't mean green light. This doesn't even really necessarily mean in development, but it's not that, you know, they're trying to make Star Trek four and Star Trek films a pr uh, pr priority at uh, at Paramount. And this is still on some burner front, back, middle of the stove. Uh, maybe it's in that drawer, you know, the warming drawer on the bottom of the oven. But this <laughs> it still is uh, exited. <laughs> I'm I'm feeling a sense of relief because personally I think that would have been a bit much for me to <laughs> that information would have been a bit much for me to handle. That would have been the end of it. Yeah. I would have been like, no. <laughs> so Ella is positive on that news. Mika, what about you? Uh, yeah, I think it's I think it's good. I I like uh, I like Noah Hawley as a as a creator. Um, Legion is amazing, um, and I'd, I'd be interested to see what his. Um, his take on on a trek film would would look like and um you know from what from what i understand too um it it's it's going to follow all new characters so um i think that's really interesting too yeah i think one of his, his remarks was to the effect of it's following new characters but they'll have some um some side connection you know at some point in the movie we'll right. we'll find out that there's some kind of connection to another crew or cast but yeah it'll focus mainly on those new characters and i say you know go for it i say why not you know let's get some new blood in there we've done that with discovery picard now lower decks you know people will show up for people who aren't chris pine you know or what have you that's my Absolutely. theory yeah yeah I will. LOL, for sure <laughs> we all will we knew that though <laughs> Well, we've just seen the seventh episode of the new series Lower Decks. It's an episode called Much Ado About Boimler, and we're here to talk about it. But first, as always, a warning. We're setting a course for the spoiler zone, listeners, so be warned. We're glad you've decided to join us. But if you haven't seen the episode, spoilers are incoming. 
The official synopsis for Much Ado About Boimler is, Mariner tries to impress her best friend from Starfleet Academy, who is now a visiting captain. Boimler is sent to a Starfleet medical ship after a transporter accident puts him out of phase. The episode was written by M. Willis. I don't have any more information than that. And it was directed by Barry J. Kelly. The star date for the episode is 577-52.6. And there are a few interesting aspects to this episode. Uh, This is the 12th episode or film in the franchise that features the name of a character uh, played by, you know, the the regular cast in its title. So not counting Khan, I guess. Um, Do we want to... Uh, pick do we and we can't do all 12 oh, but do we want to pick one uh data's day data's day you got it ella what was yours <laughs> wait am i supposed to make a new one yeah oh make oh, a new wait. one. Oh, oh okay. no no, Sorry, I mean, I no you can make a new one or, okay i love how this bit is evolving <laughs> mostly in length um uh troy's desserts i don't know um <laughs> I'm just like I just want to create like uh an an like social media account that's just memes of Troy eating dessert. Oh, it must it must exist, but I'd love to hear your your take on it though. Uh and mine is Riker's rug. So, uh, another fact from the episode <laughs> is that this is the first episode to feature the space vessel life form since the species introduction in Encounter at Farpoint. Uh, that's the big, you know, jellyfish alien with the little, yeah. <laughs> I bring you peas, the little t- tentacles that it's got. Uh, I wonder why they didn't use that <laughs> again after Farpoint. <laughs> Such a cool alien. Uh, and it's also the first appearance of an Edozian since the animated episode, The Counterclock Incident, of course, the last episode of the animated series. Very nice. These are the three armed guys. Oh, okay, gotcha. The the um, um, the what is it called again? Why I, I like tried to remember as I was watching the episode, and I don't know why it was the division fourteenth division, division of fourteen. I can't remember division fourteen. Why yeah. is that hard for me to remember? Forty one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think um, I'm just getting old. I think it's because it's just a number. It's kind of nondescript, and it's just a number. Yeah, but, but section thirty one, <laughs> I remember. Yeah, but you've heard that over and over and over again. Yes. This is the new Section 31. You're never going to forget this one. <laughs> Some of the guest stars in the episode, and I, um, I I do go in and I try to figure out who does all the voices in the episode, but sometimes the people on Memory Alpha aren't uh, paying attention, and I don't know who does IMDb these days. Is IMDb falling off because they don't have all the information that you'd want, but I did my best. Uh. Uh, the uh, Tox Ola Gundoye plays uh, Captain Ramsey in this episode. Uh, she is also uh, on Castle. She had a recurring role in Castle. And she played Jackie Joyner Kersey on the ABC sitcom The Neighbors. What is The Neighbors about? Why is Jackie <laughs> Joyner Kersey on The Neighbors? I got nothing. I don't oh, know. Yeah, I couldn't tell you. <laughs> That's not good <laughs> for ABC. <laughs> I think it might be about aliens, but I'm not sure how you can have Dick, Dick Butkus and Jackie Joyner Kersey on there, but as as recurring roles, but whatever. Uh, and then uh, Maurice LaMarche voices Drew Patchett. I believe Drew Patchett is the um, the Rigelian character that we see in the episode. Uh, LaMarche is a very famous, uh, insofar as you can be famous being a voice actor, voice actor. Uh, he is the voice of the brain from Picking in the Brain. And he Got is the it. go-to guy in Hollywood for Orson Welles impersonations. 
In oh, Ed- oh, did he do um, yes. Orson Welles' voice in Ed Wood? Yes, he did. Okay. Poor Vincent D'Onofrio. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yes. Yes. I got something. All right, cool. Frozen peas. <laughs> yes. Uh, what did you guys think about Much Ado About Boimler? Mika, what would you think? Um, I thought, it. you know, there were some parts of it that I liked. Um, I I like the idea of, like, Division 14. Um, and I, I don't know. I kind of liked the idea of, of them being stuck on this ship and it being horrible. But it was, I don't know, it was kind of... <laughs> A pleasant surprise that it, like, no, the farm is a real place, and you realize actually (laughs) pampered. Yeah, I don't know how funny it necessarily is. (laughs) One guy's been on there so long, he's wearing like the DS Nine uniforms or whatever, or or the uh, or the Voyager (laughs) uniform, right? Yeah. Oh my gosh, I didn't even realize that. And he's Benjamin Buttoning at least like half and half. So yeah, that was interesting. They should they got to hurry. They got to get that guy to the to the farm. (laughs) <laughs> apparently he's been there for a long time um i liked the idea of the dog and that tendy has like she just kind of has an idea of what dogs look like but she yeah. doesn't really know and then like when she meets a real dog at the end and they lick her she's like what so yeah. that was fun um know. yeah let's we'll come back to dogs uh let's get ella's <laughs> opinion ella what you think about the episode I think it might be my favorite one yet. Yeah, really? I was laughing. Yeah, I was laughing really hard. <laughs> like, the bit when the dog is walking past and then it just turns into a cube. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, that was great. I don't know why. It really got me. <laughs> I don't like, and so I was trying to kind of figure out what she did. Like, she... Because this show is often more Rick and Morty than it is Star Trek. I think if, like, (laughs) Data just disappeared into a lab and came out with, like, oh, I made a dog. (laughs) It's okay. Um, But she, like, just cooked it up from, like, original DNA, I guess, right? I think so. Or she modified the DNA. She she rearranged the mitochondria. Yeah. My thing about both the um, – skipping ahead a little bit. My thing about both the the ship, which is – um, the farm ship, which is like a source of conflict for Boimler, and then also the dog story, is that they both, like, I don't want to say fizzle, but fizzle. <laughs> they both present like threat, and then we get to the end of it, and they were never really like a big deal. Like, the dog can walk yeah. on its hind legs and talk, and they really were going to a nice farm upstate where you can run with half naked women and get Mai Tais and stuff like that. And, um, and it puts me in the mind of the idea of a shaggy dog story, you know, which is like when you've got like a, a story that, you know, just continues to build and it adds all these extraneous details. And then at the end, it's like that dog's not so shaggy. It's like an anticlimax. Do you know what I mean? Like <laughs> yes. that can be employed. That can be employed to uh, to funny ends. But yeah. I don't know. I, I wasn't quite as sold as as Ella was like when I found out that the whole and the whole ship was like, oh, no, he was good the whole time. Sure, he yelled at everybody and he was pointing phasers at them and stuff like that. And also he dresses like a, a Star Wars villain. But no, no, everything is fine. Right. <laughs> so they just get that, to have, yes. have tropical drinks. Like for me, it was like, okay. And then the dog thing was – the whole thing is that like she just doesn't know what a what a dog is like. How did she put a dog together if she doesn't know what a dog I does? I know. That, I know. Yeah, that's <laughs> okay, kind this of is the totally, thing, right? This totally works on Ella. Okay. I know. It's like, I 
I think that that was the part that was supposed to be funny. I think the joke was that Tendi doesn't know what a dog is, but the part that made me laugh was when the dog would do stupid stuff. Yeah. <laughs> like the cube. I don't know why the cube or when the when it stood up, I was like, that's terrifying and also the funniest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> um, but yeah, and then it just kind of flies away at the end. Um, well, and then like Tendi's like, you were a freak. I know. I yeah, just didn't know what you were. That was a little funny. What did, <laughs> well, I, I was a little uncomfortable with labeling all these guys freaks. I mean, it's, it's just a cartoon show. And there's yeah. a guy who is just a giant head. Like, I mean, it's just, I know that it's just for fun, but like, I, I was uncomfortable. It, like I said, it turned out okay. But during the episode, I was a little creeped out that Starfleet just dumps all their failed experiments and people who have been injured or changed in the, in the, in the, uh, the uh, dispensing of their duties onto this weird ship. <laughs> they gotta go somewhere. Yeah, yeah I, guess so. I guess so. <laughs> I was trying to all catch. All those Pike wheelchair dudes. Yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Like, yeah. what was going on that that happened multiple times? Well, <laughs> Three times? I know! You guys are keeping it positive, so I'm going to continue to keep probing at this. But if this show is really canon, then, like, why not get rid of the Memberberry reference stuff and, like, actually, like, do stuff? So, like, have a – I want a, a returning character who is clearly one of the – uh, transform salamanders. You know this guy. He he went over warp ten. We told him not to. Oh, right. You know what I mean? Like, but instead, it's just like a visual, you know, reference or like having a pike chair person. Yeah, we got it. Like, why not have like people from TNG? Because this show loves TNG so much. Like, have people from TNG who found themselves have a Enterprise crew member whose head turned into a fly when they were all devolving or something like that. You know, I don't know how you <laughs> communicate. That's who he is, but. Um, yeah, I like. I mean, the visual gags are. I, I can only get so much out of the visual gags. I did like the guy with the duck face, though. It didn't make any sense. <laughs> God, just got a, just got a duck face. They um, are they are cowards for not putting in the salamander people. I will say. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll say it to their faces. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I have the the TNG lady who uh, fell through the floor, you know, and so she's got like a piece of floor through her that she can only hold her arm up. <laughs> or maybe like Captain Decker. Remember him? Maybe Captain Decker and Ilya uh, broke up. And so now he's got to get all the uh, he's got to get unmachine intelligence. But, <laughs> but he's all depressed and he's, you know, drinking motor oil a little too much. Um, doesn't really matter. I did like the bit though, where the transporter accident couple and they're like, we have two of everything, almost everything. I don't know if that's funny or not, but I laughed at it. I think it's funny. Almost every time I laugh at lowered, like, like the thing with the dog turning into the cube, I burst out laughing and I'm just like, I couldn't tell you why. (laughs) Sometimes I think it was that it kept rolling. Yeah, yeah, it kept yeah around going. the corner. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes it doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, what did you guys think of? Uh, speaking of TNG, this is like they just basically took the you know the initial pit pitch of uh, Chain of Command uh, and put it into this episode, and then uh, also like name checked Jellico in the episode as well. And for me, it was like that was that was the the reference too far 
you know, it, it's an episode like I liked when they were all they're training in the in the ninja suits like Picard and Bev and Worf were. Uh, and ap- apparently their mission is super low stakes. They have to like I never really understood what the mission was. They got to plant some seeds or something like that. Apparently. Yeah. So yeah. They're, they're doing like commando training to, to plant these seeds. And so they're going to have a substitute captain come on. And it's immediately like, OK, we're all going to be in the mind of like Captain Jellico, But you guys are going to do something different, though. And it's almost like they're afraid that we won't get what they're doing. And so she's like, I don't want a mm-hmm. babysitter Jellico type. It's like, yeah, no, 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 no. I, we look, we're, we're following you. We, we, we get it. Yeah. Yeah, but... I do think, I feel like every week I'm like, the references, it's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> maybe we don't need so many. Like, maybe put them all in and then, like, take out three or something. Spin, like look in the mirror, yes. spin around. Yeah, whatever, exactly. whatever references Just get like your notice. Coco Chanel. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you take, what is it? You take one accessory off before you right. leave. Yes. Right. yes. This show couldn't handle a Jellico. <laughs> Why am I picturing Tom Cruise saying that? <laughs> you know um, that's I, I like that idea you know ronnie cox is um he, he's up there but he's still around you bring ronnie cox on and he plays jellico but he's the sub that the class breaks right he's gonna come on he tells mariner to shape up he tells uh the cat to put a uniform on or whatever but then just the wackiness of the the wackiest ship in the starfleet army here it breaks him eventually I don't know why it's. I do this in other shows too. I'm always pitching stuff. I think it would be. I think that would be could be cool. Yeah, don't totally. Well, anyway, that um, didn't that didn't happen. We got uh, we got a different captain instead. Uh, what do you guys think of Captain Ramsey? I liked her. I thought she was kind of sassy, but like, um, you know, took her job seriously and everything. I too. I also liked. I guess I have a question kind of regarding mm. her and, and like Mariner and how they were interacting with each other. She we seemed to like, su- yeah. Okay. Well, she <laughs> seemed to like, uh, suggest that maybe Mariner was trying to, um, ruin her chance of being her first officer, like on purpose, but it didn't seem like to me, like it seemed like Mariner was concerned and like, maybe she didn't want to like leave, you know, the Cerritos, but, um, it didn't seem like she was doing all those, these mistakes on purpose. Do you guys think she was doing them on purpose? Well, I guess according to canon, like what she says in the episode, she was. Yeah. But for me, that was another shaggy dog thing where they've got a setup that it's doing one thing and then it turns out it's something else. And I don't know, like you see that in other shows, you know, where the character has a motivation or something that they don't want to share until, until the right time or the right point. But yeah, I thought they could have attacked it in a, in a slightly different way because um, yeah I mean like the whole time I'm just like wait why is Mariner like suck all of a sudden like she's always been like right. you know, the, the ultimate space hero so that's what I was wondering too and it wasn't like oh I'm gonna do this and then I did that but like it, it didn't seem like it was like a, a conscious choice from her um, to mess everything up it, at least it didn't seem like they were telegraphing that. Well, we know from a you previous know, I, episode they that they absolutely weren't. Yeah, we know from a previous okay. episode that she can pretend to be incompetent to help her friends. So, right, that's true. Um, yeah, I guess I kind of thought that she was like at first 
like before we got to the end, I was like, oh, she's just like nervous or something. And, but then like I thought, the tricorder thing, I was like, that's a pretty like that. I was like, that's really weird. That's a pretty like basic mistake for her. Like that is not a mistake that I could see Mariner making, even if she was nervous to like leave the tricorders on the ship. Yeah. So then when they were like, oh, you were throwing it. I was like, that makes that makes sense for the tricorder. I, like, I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I like gravity boot humor, but like two episodes in a row in a 10 episode show. <laughs> that's too much gravity boot humor. Uh, but I, last episode, it was cute gravity humor. And this, this episode, cute, that's it was true. Like secondhand embarrassment gravity humor. Right, you know? there's cute and there's cringe. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I did really like the idea of her coming on the Captain uh, Ramsey and offering it's sort of like the it's this is kind of a best of both worlds like Riker's story right like she comes on mm-hmm. and she's like you know I'll make you first officer come with me we'll have fun and she doesn't want to leave but it's like a super low stakes version of that because it's not like he's she's leaving you know the flagship of the Enterprise and she's the first officer she's just an ensign who we learn should be much higher in rank by now if her friend is a captain. Mm-hmm. We don't know how old those right. people are. Um, so it's like they're kind of repeating that beat, but the the core of it is what's Mariner's trying to figure stuff out, and I don't I don't get what she's trying to figure out. Do you think that we're going to get more? We're going to get some like deeper look into her personality or something that happens specifically, or because there's like this just you know, yeah. I, I'm still figuring it out. I don't know if I if I buy that. Well, she's gonna have to have like a like a come to Jesus moment with her mom at some point, right? Yeah, I sp- yeah, that's true. Yeah, I I would think so. I think something something must have happened because I don't think that I get the sense that she wasn't always afraid of the idea of going up in the ranks. Like, I feel yeah. like something happened to her. And she was just like, oh, no, 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 no. And I don't know what that is. Like, I don't know if it's, like, the responsibility. I I don't know if it's, like, having too many duties or if she's, like, you, you know, I don't I don't know what she's afraid of. You know what I mean? So, yeah, mm-hmm. I want to learn more about it, too, because it seems like it's a big part of who she is. Yeah. The one episode that we get where she gets promoted to lieutenant or, or whatever, she's yes. clearly bored with the administrative side. but. Right. Uh, Ramsey's kicking ass. Like she's doing all kinds of cool stuff. So you think that like Mariner would be like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'd consider it. Well, but yeah. I mean, yeah. Maybe you need to do some of the boring stuff some of the time. Like you need to have meetings. <laughs> no, you need to, you, you know, check in. <laughs> yeah, do administrative stuff. But mm-hmm. but then you get to explore space and do first contact and that sort of thing. So yeah, oh, trade off paperwork. Yes. <laughs> I don't want to make a first contact. You know how much paperwork that is? <laughs> uh, Boimler's second, second. Yeah, that's right. That's third, third is, oh boy, that's third. the worst. Uh, <laughs> Boimler's uh, technically got a big part of this, but he uh, is kind of a passive uh, participant in, in most of his uh, his storyline in this episode. Um, we kind of talked about Division 14 before. Do you guys want to go back into that a little? Like, what do you think about you want to see more Division 14 in the future? yeah i don't know that honestly if it had been like i mean it would have been darker but if it had been like like shady and like what are what is star trek doing with these these people that have had these horrible accidents like that would have been more intriguing and like why is supposedly a a good quote-unquote you know good uh you know 
organization that looks out for human rights and well, not just human rights, but just like you, you know, something? everyone's human, right? <laughs> <laughs> but but you know, um, people people's rights, like different different aliens, everybody's rights, and tries to consider that like what are they doing? You, what, there might have been some meat there. Yeah, but what you're but, describing, you're describing a weekly sci-fi show, and this is a weekly comedy show. I know, right? That keeps wanting to be a weekly sci-fi show. I can't, I can't figure it out. I, I, I still don't think that they're um, Van Damme splitzing uh, both cars quite enough. <laughs> um, I really do like some of the, the premises and the sci-fi plots that go on, but then they have to yeah. try to... So, yeah, I, it reminds me of a character. Remember the character from the Venture Brothers, R.I.P., uh, that was like yeah. Henry Killinger? <laughs> And he's like, he's got his magic murder bag and he basically comes in and he seems really scary, but like he's a benevolent force and he helps the monarch get Dr. Girlfriend back and all this. Uh, Gosh, they, I don't remember this. Okay. Well, anyway, <laughs> I'm pretty sure it happened. It might've been a fever dream. Um, he's, sure he's funny in small doses. And I think like you could push D- division 14 forward as the really creepy um, d- division of Starfleet that. Oh, no, it's all innocent. You know what I mean? It, it just becomes innocent every time, and that's kind of the joke. But I don't know how much you could do that. But, I mean, there's only 10 episodes of this and 10 episodes of the next season. So I'd like right. to see them again and have it be another thing where it's like, oh, no, we've got to stop them. It's like, we made ice cream for everybody. Oh, it's homemade ice cream. Check it out. You know, just something <laughs> something innocuous uh, like that. Yeah, that would be great. <laughs> uh, I'm looking over my notes here. What about you guys? Anything else that you wanted to cover before we move on? I don't think so. I don't know. I don't. Good, good time. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I have anything else either. Well, you were supposed to say something so I could take time to read my notes, but I'll just say that <laughs> I did. Uh, I'll make you better. Let now. the awkward <laughs> silence happen. Dead this, air. <laughs> the show is so dense. Every frame. No, like the show really <laughs> visually is a treat and there's a lot there, but I wish oh, that it yeah. would not worry about that so much well let me tell you what i mean i really liked the away team or bridge crew or whoever they were from the the rubidoux or rubidoux um but they only got like we never got to learn anything about them you know the vulcan character was kind of snippy that's pretty typical for vulcans um a rigelian <laughs> i don't think we've really done much with them uh no. but they were just sort of like yeah i mean if it was they were just like they could have been from any ship or they could have been from this ship. Like I wish the show would slow down and let us learn about these characters more, but then I don't know, maybe there wouldn't be time for jokes. Well, you could have a say jokes. (laughs) Do it cowards. Make this a drama. I don't know. Make the, make the Rigelian funny. I don't know. (laughs) Why not? Yeah. He's just making really bad jokes. For like a goofy Vulcan. (laughs) Like, yeah, like, yeah. Like why not? Too far, just like a weird, like stand-up humor Vulcan that's going too far the other way. <laughs> They'd have to, yeah. Like, but of course, would make anybody uncomfortable, but makes you even more uncomfortable because they're a Vulcan. Yeah. <laughs> a Vulcan. Or they're goofy, but they still deliver it in that same tone of voice. <laughs> yeah, but all his jokes would be about Cybok, though. So because of the references. <laughs> So like, share my pain. I would share a bus bench with you, buddy. But yeah, you know like that sort of thing. Uh, I think we probably did it. <laughs> I think we got it all. 
Uh, we got it all in, so we will move on, and that is it for our show this week. Thanks for joining us, listeners. If you like what you hear, you can follow us on Facebook and Twitter at EISTpod for updates and to get notified when new episodes of both Enterprising Individuals and Discoverage are released. And you can tweet to us on the show by using the hashtag Discoverage, or you can email us at EISTpod at gmail.com. Also, while you're on the internet, why not head to your listening platform of choice and subscribe to our show feed. Give us a rating and a review if you think of it, because it really does help us out. If you want to help the show grow, stop by our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash EISTpod. And as always, if you like the show, tell a friend. Discoverage will return on September 24th for the eighth episode of Season 1 of Lower Decks, entitled... Uh, well, we don't know what the title is, so we'll have to just mm-hmm. anticipate what it is, but we'll be back next Thursday to cover it. We'll be going live once again at 7 p.m. Central, so join us then. You can follow us on Twitter or Facebook at EIST Pod to get notified when we're going live and we're broadcasting. In the meantime, you can check out our main show, Enterprising Individuals, at enterprisingindividuals.com. Every Wednesday on the show, I and a special guest discuss in excruciating detail a selected episode from a Star Trek series. We also have news from the Trek sphere and interviews with special guests. Our latest episode just dropped, and on it I'm joined by Mikan Hana for an in-depth look at recent Trek news, including that story about Star Trek IV, and we kind of run off the rails a, a little bit. There might have been... <laughs> There might have been a generic Batman character named Taco Guy involved. <laughs> there, there might have been. <laughs> and some legal trouble with Warner Brothers. But yeah, you can check that out at enterprisingindividuals.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, Mika, it's always great to have you. Thanks for being on the show. And where can people find you Thanks online? Thanks for having me. Yeah, you can find me at justenoughtrope.com or at Hana. On Twitter. On Twitter. Yes, I guess I need to say the last part of that, huh? <laughs> And noob underscore sailor is where people can find uh, sailor noob yes. or sailor yeah on Twitter if they want to and Ella Twitter and Instagram yep thanks as always for joining me Ella to talk about tonight's episode remind people where they can find you online thank you um, my home podcast is Generations Geek and we are at Generations Geek uh, wherever you listen to podcasts and on social media and we're actually newly on uh, Amazon. Amazon. Amazon has podcasts up now, so you can listen to us there. And actually, we should be on Audible pretty soon, too. Nice. Very nice. So go there, check out the show, give them a rating and a review as well. And that's it for us for this week. Thanks for listening. We are signing off. This is Aaron for Ella and Mika saying live long and prosper. Live long and prosper.